Hello everyone and welcome back guys to episode 32 of the Unnamed Motorsport Podcast where today Jamie and I are back with quite possibly the hardest podcast we're going to have to do, well, the hardest podcast until next weekend I would have thought uh, to have to do all season long. Yes, today we're here back to review whatever that was, the, the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix from Jeddah. But before we get into that though, Jamie, how are you doing, mate? Anything exciting happened in your world since the last podcast? Uh, various things. Quite fun. My my car got slashed its tires. We uh, found that out last week. We didn't find that oh, yeah. out last week. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot that it, that was between the two things. I just associate them in my mind now. Yeah, so. <laughs> vehicle crime yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, Manchester is basically the purge, isn't it? If I'm not mistaken. Uh, well, I've lived here for three and a half years and had no problems until the last week. So <laughs> that's quite fun. But yeah, we're here. I was quite happy with the end result because it could have been a lot worse. What, Jeddah yeah, or your point. bicycle? Yeah, Jeddah. Okay. No, I don't have a bike yet. My bike is pretty terrible. But yeah, Jeddah was an interesting race to say the least. But yeah. Yeah, interesting, I think, is going to be the diplomatic way we put it first of all. But of course, <laughs> moving into the weekend, there was immediately a bit of controversy, wasn't there? Obviously, questions about track safety in the build-up to the weekend are always going to be there. I mean, you get that around a fair few circuits nowadays, don't you? I know Baku... I was mm. very much the same back in 2016. Of course, probably the track Jeddah is most similar to, all things considered. Yeah, I would say that. Or well, if Hanoi got done, it's basically yeah, just Hanoi again. It was basically, but... yeah, just Hanoi 2.0, wasn't it? Yeah. But of course, yeah, Jeddah, though, managed to get all assembled. It got, like, approved on, like, Wednesday, didn't it? Or something ridiculous. <laughs> and through yeah. F... I think was every F2 session delayed for one reason or another. At least three out of four were. I was going to say, because I know the two races I watched were. Yeah, practice definitely was. Yeah, practice definitely was. I don't think quality was. I don't think the first sprint was. So, yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, can we can we quickly as well mention just how good, you know, new Formula 1 driver Guan Yu Zhou did this weekend in F2? <laughs> it you doesn't know, he's... matter. He's got his future secured in I... so Fred Vasseur must be looking at that going, what on earth have I done? What well, he's probably looking at his bank account. have I done? Well, I'm sure he's looking at that as well, going, look at my yam, but still. It's just painful. We saw it when, when Nick DeVries won the championship easily, then had his future secured. The last race that season, he came like 15th when he'd been winning every other race. So, yeah. That's, that's, that's how you're justifying anymore. it, is it? Yeah. Zhou's checked out. If I got F2. a job next year, I'd give up on my degree. That's like... You, you <laughs> that's genuinely don't think you'll get a job next year? <laughs> Well, we hope so. <laughs> <laughs> it worries me now, Jamie, why you're taking a degree. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, Jeddah got all sorted just about in the nick of time, it's safe to say. Friday practice was fairly uneventful, apart from, obviously, Charles Leclerc's big shutdown at turn 21, wasn't it? Um, typical with, Leclerc, really. Typical, yeah, just... Leclerc street circuit, <laughs> every lap is Banzai. And actually, to be fair, we say that, didn't do horrendously in the race. Um, but no. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about that uh, as well in just a moment. So, of course, we move into qualifying then. Really, just sort of three talking points, wasn't it, from qualifying? And I mean, we've got a lot to get through into the race. So we're going to rattle through <laughs> uh, pretty much everything else fairly quickly here. Aston Martin behind Williams, absolutely woeful. They were literally the second slowest, weren't they? In qualifying, yes, seventeenth yeah, and eighteenth. Now, don't get me wrong; I think they've still got a faster car than Williams on the whole. Uh, I just don't believe either of their drivers are particularly good qualifiers. Well, it's um, a driver's circuit, isn't it? So Latifi and Russell are going to be better than Vettel and Stroll. So. Yep. Two Canadian frauds versus the future world champion versus the has-been. Um, yeah, lovely, lovely times. I'm sure I'll get some sort of hate in the comments <laughs> for that one. Um, Carlos Sainz then in Q2 was lucky to avoid damage, or more damage than he got, well, obviously, with that huge spin. Yeah, and then on the second attempt, he was lucky to avoid a hospital trip. Yes, because he like, basically did the same thing. Mad. <laughs> yeah, he, he basically did the same thing twice there, which yeah. was not ideal. And obviously after Leclerc's issues Friday, you you started to wonder whether <clears> the Ferrari's <throat> rear wing was kind of illusion uh, this weekend or something like that. <laughs> um, of course, like you tend to... I, I, it worries me that we have to discuss this basically every weekend, isn't it? But of course, traffic again was an issue uh, on qualifying runs, oh, yeah. of course. Max Verstappen at the end of Q1 obviously didn't make any difference. Um, but of course, yeah, Max Verstappen got really held up at the end of Q1. It did cost Stroll, if I remember correctly. 
he and might it cost just him have... Mazepin. That's right? actually true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he was, he was a second off Mick. He was going to be. He was going to be about seven tenths off Mick. Wow, <laughs> that's almost. But yeah, it's they they put in this this legislation or this guidance of the minimum uh, lap time that you got to do, and it's just because it's just guidance they just all ignore it. It's like actually make it a rule and maybe they'll follow it. Well, the problem is, isn't it? If everyone just then goes really quickly around the first half lap and then just dawdles around the second, yeah, I, which is basically what they did, isn't it? And the thing I know we've said this before, haven't we? They're only going to change it when there is a huge crash, which it's a miracle it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. It, the the Hamilton and Mazepin one, was it in practice, that one? That was practice, yeah. That could have been horrific. <laughs> that could have been a bad crash as well, yeah. I think yeah. the the worst, or the, what potentially could have been the worst we've still seen in recent years was Gasly with Hartley. Oh, If yeah. I remember correctly, back at Baku. Into a concrete wall on the outside as well. Yeah, that could have been, that been bad. really bad but I personally I th- I'm all for one shot qualifying coming back do one shot quali reverse championship order I reckon so if you're lower down in the championship you've got a That'd slightly be cool. better track just it, to try and even it out people a little wouldn't bit. like if it started raining halfway through then people would complain that's the but, way the cookie crumbles remember we'll see yeah. Giancarlo Fisichella 2005 took pole by like three seconds because of that yeah what a go aggregate qualifying which way did I get to go Oh, wrong way. There he is. <laughs> don't, Jamie doesn't know his left from his right. It's so confusing in a camera, though. Come yes, on. yeah, that, that's fair enough. I'll, <laughs> I'll allow it this time. Um, but of course, yeah, the big talking point from qualifying. Lewis Hamilton goes fastest on the final runs. Max Verstappen, he's a tenth up in Q1. He's two tenths up in Q in, in Sector 1, sorry. He's two tenths up in Sector 2. And Jamie, what does he do? Talk me through Sector 3. It was a pretty rough mistake i i can see like people saying oh he should just back off he's got three tenths like sector three was clearly the mercedes best sector because it's just a massive straight and one he was corner. three tenths up on his own delta don't forget yeah yeah so he has no idea what that's relative to hamilton's lap time he had been so informed i can see why as to how far hamilton yeah he'd been informed ahead. hamilton was on pole but like he'd been told the gap yeah but for all he knows that he could the red bull might be a tenth and a half slower so he can't just back off with the last corner and play it safe because he might not get pole, and that's just not what racing drivers do. So I can no, see why no. he still went for it, but yeah, it was it was a bad error to do that lockup. I think the worst thing was not accepting it and then putting it in the wall because he could have like once he locked up, just bailed out of it completely. But obviously, it's the last lap in quality. You're not going to do that either. <laughs> so yeah. I could yeah, it was a bad mistake. Probably the first major individual error he's done all year by himself. You're going to disagree with that. No, I'm genuinely yeah, just so trying to think. I can't. He certainly hasn't made many by himself this year, but that's normally because if he's no. going to have an accident, he does it with someone else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or forces them to decide to have a crash or not. Exactly. But, yeah, it was a shame, but I was disappointed on Saturday night, and then I was really happy when the first red flag came out, but then <laughs> lots of other things happened as well. I was going to say, so, you're yeah. jumping ahead a bit. <laughs> Third place on the grid. Mercedes haven't had that many front row lockouts, lockouts this season, but Bottas did decent. Two, to is get it, or row. three, I want to say? Yeah, they've definitely not had a one two in the race, though only no. McLaren have. Yes, exactly. So. Exactly. And I don't think <laughs> that record's going to change No. this year. Um, yeah, and I mean, let's be fair, as <clears> bad <throat> an error it was from Max at this time of the year, and you can talk all about how he's not feeling the pressure, and he keeps talking about it. He's, he spends a lot of time telling people he's not feeling the pressure. Yeah. And then it's spends like a denial, lot of it? it's he spends a lot of time in the car seemingly starting to under crack pressure. under pressure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the first moment we saw everything on Twitter was like, Oh, that's his child two thousand seven, it's like shut up. But yeah. It's the per- first time you kind of see that I that think Brazil was another showing of that, to be honest. Were the race, you mean? Yeah. I think he would have done that regardless I don't think the championship had anything, anything to do with that maybe if it wasn't Hamilton he wouldn't have done but like that wasn't a mistake because he knew what he was doing he wasn't locked up he wasn't going for it stupidly it was just a calculated we're either going to crash or I'm going to take back the lead which I don't agree is right but I think he knows what he was doing and the difference between that and the mistake is it's unintentional right okay okay <laughs> so anyway yeah we get our top three then Lewis Hamilton ahead of Valtteri Bottas with Max Verstappen hiding in p3 
Of course then, we roll on to Sunday. We see a horrendous crash in the F2 feature race. Uh, luckily, it's been confirmed, of course, now that Teoport Chair and uh, Enzo Fittipaldi are both in... Uh, they're in an okay position, aren't they now? I don't know if you saw yeah. Ron Enzo posted on Instagram. You know, he's a bit beaten up, as you'd expect from a, what was it, a 72 G crash. Yeah, I doubt he'd do a race in Abu Dhabi next Yeah, week, no, he's, he's broken his heel. They're both, There's no they're way both back. stable. Yes, yeah. And obviously, we, we wish both of them a, a speedy recovery, of course. Teopor Chair's been unlucky this year with injuries. Yeah, he's been he? very, very unlucky. Second Though he does get himself incident. a lot of crashes. It's not, it's not that bad for getting... No, I mean, that one that you, Well, that one was, you could argue, was not really his fault. He, no, it like, wasn't massive. He was unlucky. But then he did... <clears throat> he also binned it by, his, by himself in the first sprint as well. I didn't get to watch the first sprint properly. I was trying to remember that then, but I was at work. So I must have yeah, missed he that just, one. He did a uh, did a Schumacher. Oh, did he? Yes. No, I think I might have seen something about that. Um, yeah. But yeah, so of course we get to the start then of the race. Uh, first time round, rather surprisingly, pretty much a, well, a very clean start for the most part, wasn't it? I think the only near thing we yeah. had was Perez almost murdered Max I was into in turn mouth, one. Honestly, that was so bad. <laughs> Perez, if imagine the scenes, it would have been so funny, but so horrendous if Perez had just spun Max out at turn one. But luckily not. Yeah, yeah, it would it would not have not have been ideal for Perez, and I think he probably no. yeah, I mean, wouldn't have wouldn't have had any. I don't think he would have been allowed at Red Bull for the finale. I think maybe that sort no, of extreme of punishment. Get Gasly in. Oh no! Put who's the other guy in? Oh, Sonoda in it. God, that's bad. I forgot who Sonoda was. Who's the other guy? <laughs> I forgot who Sonoda YouTuber, was. Everyone. Exactly, yeah. I, I don't know, bless him. I, I kept thinking Albon, I thought, that's not right. And then I thought Hartley after we mentioned him earlier, and I got all thrown off. <laughs> um, but yeah, Perez almost kills Max off the start. Apart from that, though, the start pretty uneventful. Uh, everyone just kind of spreads out early on. I think, As they expected, basically. Yeah, no one really sort of expected... Obviously, no one really wants to take a risk in the dirt here, yeah, things like that. Until we get to lap 10, where Mick Schumacher, in one slippery boy, decides to do his best Nelson Piquet impression. And yes, that is a joke. <laughs> it, it did make me laugh. Had it been a normal race from lap 10 onwards and Verstappen won, it would have been handed to him by Schumacher, which is very ironic. But yeah, complete mistake on his part. We've seen him do it a lot. I mean, obviously the house is absolutely dog to drive. Yeah, he looked horrendous but, on the onboard. But like, he does it an awful lot, just binning himself into the wall. Yes, so, yeah. Hopefully, works on that. Yeah, and I, I think with a more stable car, obviously that will come in time as well. Because again, when yeah. you got a car like that, you just don't know what it's going to do. And yeah, but yeah. obviously Mick Binnett, obviously the same, pretty much the same crash as Charles Leclerc had Friday night, wasn't it? Really. So it's yeah, yeah. something about whether it's something to do with the Ferrari, Ferrari engine Driver configuration. Academies. Well, yeah, Ferrari Driver Academy as well. You've got <laughs> all of the Arthur Leclerc energy. Um, Armstrong did it in F2 as well. Another one. Yeah, he did, didn't he, actually? Just... That's... <laughs> what is it with Ferrari drivers in turn 21? They're just a bit kamikaze, that's why. Well, yeah, a lot of them are, to be fair. Um, but, of course, the safety car then gets deployed, even though it's very clear immediately it's going to need a red flag to get that barrier repaired. I don't think it was that clear. I was surprised when he put a red flag out. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Like, you like you see the how much the Haas has moved that barrier that very easily. If it was going to be a red flag, you you could have called that immediately. Yeah, and they are going to be sure done. But Red Bull read the situation incredibly well, I thought. Well, it's 50-50, isn't it? <clears throat> I guess, yeah, if, if there was no red flag, then they're a bit screwed. But it was worth the risk because they were third anyway. So, yeah, Verstappen takes the lead. Bottas also is a massive pleb on the way into the pits. Completely within the rules. Uh, did he got a penalty, didn't he? Nope completely within the rules. I thought he got a penalty. I mean, it is within the rules. Because I remember um, Hamilton's done it in the past, but he was doing it in the pit lane, which did get a penalty. Yes. And I, uh, to be honest, not I think... On track, you are allowed. From yeah. what I read as well, it, like it's not a penalty because Max didn't pit, I think, was something I read. I mean, don't get me wrong yet, wildly cheeky from Valtteri Bottas to even attempt that. Yeah. But apparently, yeah, I think because Max didn't pit, it didn't warrant a penalty. I, I can't remember exactly, but... Yeah, it was. I guess they didn't have a lasting advantage, is what they often say, because Max took lead anyway. Yes, yeah, exactly, Maybe. exactly. So obviously, then lap fourteen, the red flag. Uh, sorry, lap thirteen, even the red flag then gets called. So of course, Max then gets a free pit stop. Uh, the race is set to restart lap fourteen after about what a twenty-minute wait there or thereabouts. Um, I don't know. I didn't watch from that point onwards. So. 
Yeah, so we've obviously then got Max on... He's gone on to hards. Obviously, Hamilton's got hards that have done three laps behind a safety car. Uh, safety car restart. Hamilton jumps Max straight away down in towards yeah, someone. not gets, a good start. Flies Max. past him. Max then completely misses turn one and rejoins... He throws it around the outside. He attempts he, to make it. He was never going to make that corner with the speed he had, whether Hamilton was there or not. No. Like he knows what he's doing in that moment and then just rejoins at a 90 degree angle to the track halfway through turn two and causes an almighty backlog behind him. Well. Well. You're saying, like, he had, what other choices does he have? You other than to rejoin don't the track do that like at that. turn one in the first place and understand you've lost the position. <laughs> or you cut over and then let Lewis have the place back. Again, yeah. we've seen it a couple of times this year where Max has gone into a position like that. And like you said a minute ago, where he goes, either you move out of the way or we crash. Yeah. Which is a problem, a, a wider problem with the FIA, I think, because they've let, let him get away with that for so long. That now Notice he just how show. he's the only one consistently doing it still. Nah. Leclerc uh, does it all the time. When, when was the last time, sorry, you remember because... Leclerc doing it? We see it with Verstappen more because he has more reason to do it. If any, if someone, any of the young drivers, if Norris, if Leclerc were in a title fight, they would do it all the time. I'm not uh, Leclerc. Yeah, Norris. I'm not so convinced. That's just how the young drivers race. That's why watching Alonso and Raikkonen battle is so much better than watching. Well, I mean, we watched Kimi and <laughs> Seb have a brilliant battle, didn't we, in the weekend? That was wonderful. Yeah. The old drivers I didn't, I didn't proven uh, they just crashed into each other through turn four. It was painful. Oh, great. <laughs> it was painful, honestly. It wasn't in the highlights, so I didn't it was, see it. Yeah, he didn't even make the highlights. That's just how painful it was. But, but yeah, the young drivers just generally don't leave space because the FIA allowed Verstappen to come into F1 in 2015 and do what he wanted. Yes, so yeah. And it's dangerous. It's dangerous at the end yeah, of the day. It uh, will lead to crashes like we saw. Yes, and obviously throughout all that carnage then, but again... Uh, Max kind of calls through just the absolute backlog of cars behind him, obviously trying to get through turn one and turn two. And Bottas almost killed Verstappen, by the way. We didn't talk about that. If Bottas did, yeah, and people were trying to claim that's what made Max run deep into turn one when there is absolutely Verstappen no was chance. Verstappen already. <laughs> yeah, Max was already on the brakes and was never going to make the corner whether Bottas was there or not. He didn't let off the brakes to avoid Bottas. Yeah. He just was doing exactly yeah, what he intended been... to do. That would have been a Mercedes masterclass if uh, Bottas had done a hungry on him. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, throughout all that carnage, though, Ocon suddenly sneaks into P2. Uh, Perez and Leclerc get involved in a bit of unlucky crash, to be honest. I saw Leclerc yeah, taking, a lot of, taking a lot of the blame for that. There was nothing he could have done in that situation. No, not at all. Was like, he taking blame himself or people blaming him? People were blaming him for that one. Oh, well, that's just because he's Leclerc, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, to a certain degree. But yeah, I mean, if like, he, he if he backs out, he takes out Leclerc's uh, sorry Perez's rear tire. If he stays yeah. the foot to the floor, he just hopes that they somehow both make it through. That's all he yeah. could have done. And Le- Perez had a car on the outside as well, so he couldn't leave any. Yeah, who was on the outside of Perez? So, um, I don't know. Maybe was it McLaren? Bottas? I can't remember. Oh no, Bottas might have been just in front of him still. Uh, so obviously, mm. yeah, Perez and Leclerc come together. Mazepin and George Russell are kind of left with nowhere to go. I'm surprised to see more. That was more. a bad crash from Mazepin's point of view. It well. was a big shunt, wasn't it, for him? Yeah. But again, there was nothing he could have done in that situation. I'm more than happy to give Mazepin stick when he deserves it. But there he, he was, just unlucky. That, yeah. <laughs> like, there's there's no arguing against that. Yeah. Uh, so we get another red flag. And we're, we're still only 15 laps <laughs> in, remember, at this yeah. point. And we're already two red flags down after basically no racing throughout the first 10 laps, and then whatever that yeah. was on the restart. Um, whilst this is all going on, Michael Massey, out of nowhere, goes to Red Bull. First of all, I completely understand why Red Bull were confused, because he said completely the wrong thing. How on earth he got that muddled up? Apparently he didn't notice Ocon had got through, because he basically yeah, went to yeah. Red Bull going, <laughs> we will let you start behind Lewis, and it won't be investigated. Yeah. Which, I... I don't like the management of... But the people got to remember, the FIA broadcast radio thing has only been a thing this year. So I, I'm positive this has always been happening. Mm. Like, we see it... I, I'll give you an example, which actually I know for a fact really did happen. <laughs> Monaco 2013. Uh, Perez sent it on Alonso at the hairpin. 
Alonso had to jump the chicane, so Perez deserved the place. Sorry, what? And then before Alonso, so Perez sent it at the at the Novel chicane. Okay, sorry, you said hairpin first. Sorry, I, I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah. No, Perez sent it. Fair move. Got it slowed down. Alonso jumped the corner. Had to go back, and then before he could give it back, there was a red flag because Maldonado and someone else had a massive crash. Yeah. Shock. And then, literally, Maldonado as they restarted the Charles race, Charles Peak, if I remember correctly. I think it was a, it was a Virgin or a Marussia. Yeah. It was a Marussia. Sure. Was it Charles Peak or was it um, Max Chilton? It would have been Jules Bianchi, I think. No, I don't was think it, it was Jules because Jules. No, that was the next year Jules scored points, wasn't it? Might have been yeah. Jules. I can't so remember. It, it might have been Jules. We don't know. But anyway, before they restarted the race like the FIA or whoever was I guess it was Charlie Whiting at that point as well got on the phone to Ferrari and were like on the restart just get let Perez go through which is effectively the same thing as what happened it's like we won't investigate it if you give him the place which is exactly what happened with Verstappen and Hamilton so I don't I don't like Michael Massey's management generally but I don't see a massive problem with what happened here yeah and it was a very difficult one wasn't it because I think that the problem I had with it was actually just because of what happened afterwards, which is, of course, Ocon suddenly finds himself on pole. Oh, yeah. We have no idea what he's doing there. (laughs) (laughs) And he's absolutely bricking it. Where did he start? Like at 12 or something? He he was on the green at like 12, didn't pit, and then suddenly he's just in the lead on fresh tyres out of nowhere. (laughs) Um, Max then takes the second restart on mediums again because he's worried about Hamilton jumping him. And then just absolutely sent it at turn one. That was a good restart. Come on. I mean, you, you... again, it was just we're having a crash or you're moving out of the way. It was successful. He got the lead and no one crashed. What more could you Well, want? Ocon and Hamilton <laughs> crashed. Again, that was partly caused by Ocon just thinking Max yeah, wouldn't Ocon be... Yeah, Ocon just drove. Yeah. Yeah. Ocon was a bit naive there, but then he's never been in that situation, so you can understand why. No, no, exactly. Exactly, bless him. But, I mean... It was a brave move by Max, but nine times out of ten, like you're coming together with someone if you try and pull that off at turn one. Yeah, and maybe he got a bit lucky, but it worked, so he got away with it. Yeah, and I, again, I think I would have probably been less happy if the race, if you like, he just then gone on to win the race from that. Yeah. By itself, but yeah, I, I suppose I'll I'll let him have that one. Uh, obviously, like a couple <laughs> of laps later, Hamilton jumps off on rather unsurprisingly. Um, yeah. Lap thirty six then. So we had no racing for the first nothing. 10 laps. Nothing from like <laughs> lap 18 to lap 36. Well, I mean, you got a couple of bits and pieces, like I said. Uh, Sonoda and Seb came together. Um, Kimi and Seb came together. Seb spent a lot of this weekend coming together with people. <laughs> yeah, um, not great. Not a lot. To be fair, neither of them were really his fault. Um, the second one more than the first, but still. Uh, but yeah, we get to lap 36. Hamilton and Max have been doing what they've been doing all year, and that is just deciding they're going to romp away from the rest of the field. Yeah, absolute class of the field every single time. I think they've got like a 25-second lead over this point, as you've got Ocon, Ricardo, and Bottas battling out in the battle of the number twos for P3. Ocon and Ricardo are getting ridiculously lucky on the red flag. Yeah. But... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we come down towards turn one. Hamilton's got the DRS on Max Verstappen. He gets completely past him in towards the first corner. Mashes on the brake pedal. Max kind of just doesn't. <laughs> it was very similar to what happened in Brazil. Uh, apart from this time the FIA actually investigated it, which they should have done back then as well. Yes. But, um, I, I think... Obviously, I don't know. I'm not in Verstappen's head. But... I know the, someone who is. He looked like he was trying to slow it down. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, at that point, with how much overspeed he went into turn one, it was it was a bold move for sure, and it was obvious that only one car was going to get through the corner at the speed he had. But until he had that big oversteer or like the, the speed, Jimmy, he didn't have enough. He had far too much speed to make the corner by himself. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen the onboards yet, obviously, but that might reveal something. But yeah. It was it was a typical Verstappen type move, not really what you want to see, and not a great not a great move. But um, yeah. while I I do think Max should have driven better, it's as I said before, the FIA have let him get away with that sort of thing this year already and for his whole career. So a racing driver is going to see the rules they have and take them as far as he can, yeah. and that's down to the FIA to enforce them better. Hmm. 
Yeah, don't get me wrong, the FIA should be enforcing it better, but surely there's got to be some sort of moral comfort. For me, they just came across, obviously, because Hamilton is completely in front of him by turn one, isn't he? By the time Hamilton... Mm, or by, yeah, at one point he was, but then Max, by the actual... For me, yeah. all it came across like was Max were seen him go past and gone, I'm just breaking later than you. No matter where Lewis decided to break, Max was just decided, I'm going to put the car on the inside again for turn one. Yeah. And that is a dangerous mindset to have. It is, for sure. At and the end of the day. Like, I, I don't know where it came from, because obviously... Because he's saw... never been corrected on it. No, but not just for Staffan, but F1 generally. Because people say that, oh, the young drivers coming through are all like this now. But there must have been a point where some of the older drivers started doing that to inspire the young drivers to do whatever they wanted. I so what worries me is that in the think future, a lot of it is Max and the younger drivers. It could be, yeah, because he I was. Think, yeah. I think he's the one that is. I mean, obviously you've got the occasional like Maldonado Grosjean beforehand, mm. but I think Max is probably the but one. Max that sent waves into F one when he came into. So, yeah, it is the drivers like, like Norris and Leclerc were coming through the juniors when Verstappen was in F one already. Yeah. So. Yeah, probably is. But what worries me is like, eventually this sort of driving, unless the FIA clamp down on it, becomes a norm. And in the future, you've got the new set of drivers who are going to take it one step further again, and just have plane crashes all the time. The problem it's I like, have yeah, with it's it is not sustainable at all. Yeah, is Sorry? the problem I have with it as well is if Hamilton went in with that exact same mindset, they would just come together every time. The fact Hamilton's having to yeah. jump out the way constantly be stupid. Yeah. isn't fair racing is the problem I have no. with it. Like, it's not racing at that point, it's avoiding chaos and carnage. Yeah. And the early again, obviously, you can say Max is... Obviously, this is what he's been deemed to be okay in the past. Surely there's got to be a part of him that goes, that can't be right. I can't do that. You'd, you'd hope... I think he's so he? focused on winning but that you, right now... That's a very dangerous conscience to have, though, yeah. isn't it? That's yeah. what worries me. And but I know then, I've said this to people before. I genuinely do worry sometimes when you watch Max like weekends like this, where he could seriously injure himself or someone else through. Again, like, I know we've spoken about it. winning. But, I mean, we've spoken about it, like, at Monza, for example. If the Halo wasn't there, that could have been carpets for Lewis Hamilton's career. Yeah. He could have had, like, a spine fracture or something like that, like, literally quite easily or worse yeah again I know we said at the time you don't really want to think about just how bad that could have been and it is difficult because we completely get this whole thing of oh we've got to let them race and they've got to race each other hard and like drivers certainly specific drivers you look at people like Senna or Schumacher they would try and win at whatever it costs and they, they don't care about safety they don't care about what they might lose they're just so focused on winning and I think while Hamilton has that same desire, he has a bit of sense as well. <laughs> Hamilton is, yeah, far more like... Uh, but this is what I've said is so interested about this year. Hamilton might be Ayrton Senna's biggest fan, but he has ran quite possibly one of the most Alain Prost seasons yeah. I've ever seen yeah, for sure. in Formula 1. He's been so calculated. Like, yeah. I don't know. It depends what he tastes in drivers is. Like, some, I mean, most people like Senna and Hamilton, which is a bit juxtaposed but then it's only been this year really that Hamilton started driving with his head <laughs> really but yeah I don't Would know you argue I, that? I still I think Hamilton's... I like that in a driver that they'll take it to the limits mm. but I know that some people don't so. yeah I don't know I, I mean I'm interested to, to know why you don't think Hamilton's been calculated in the past 2017 I mean, has, 2018 2019 I I don't really count those as championships because he was at the fastest hey? car. What? <laughs> I mean, I count them as championships. No, no, no. I count them as championships, but they do. The ones where you don't have to really fight against someone that hard. He got helped reveal. by the fact seven Ferrari just completely had a meltdown. Yeah, yeah. But, but he, like, throughout you the first a lot half more of that from, year. Like, you learn a lot more about a driver when they're fighting really hard for a championship right to the end. Like fighting more on the back foot. So much. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's obviously... And again, I think we can both agree, as they've said time and time again this year, isn't it? When Hamilton... If there's one driver you're going to back when they're forced right to the corner, it's Hamilton. Oh, yeah. Hamilton's so good when he's under pressure. Like, 
like again, yeah, I, I, know, I can't remember which podcast well. I said it in, but I know I said a few weeks back, didn't I? Hamilton needs that from behind championship. It's yeah. like the one way he hasn't won. And a to title. be fair, I mean, speaking to a guy, uh, a friend of mine, who says like, "Oh, every every sport needs like for any sport sports person's like career, they need the first one they miss out on." So because like when you look back on Verstappen's career, eventually, if he does miss out on this one, like. It won't make it will make it like a better story almost. So yeah, he's kind of hoping the, that the story arc. <laughs> God, you are all for Netflix, yeah. aren't you? you are yeah, all literally. For I mean, FIA are at the minute as well. So. Yes, yeah. But I mean, we probably should get back to the actual race then because we haven't even yeah, yeah. got to the, I mean, that was the most point. controversial bit of obviously all of that. So, from what I've gathered, Jamie, and correct me if I'm wrong, then. So Max cuts turn one, holds on to the lead. Obviously, Mercedes go to the FIA and obviously go. He's done this. We saw it in Formula 2 on, what, two or three occasions, wasn't it? If someone cuts turn one, yeah. they either have to That's let the car one. behind back or they get a five-second penalty. Yeah. From what I gathered, obviously Michael Massey goes back to Red Bull and tells them, right, you need to let Lewis back through. He then goes to Mercedes and says the same thing. And as Massey is telling Mercedes, Max then decides that's when he's letting Lewis through. And obviously, this is where it yeah. gets a bit controversial because, of course, we've had what countless VSCs up to this point, haven't we? We've had what three or four VSCs, yeah, just sporadically throughout the stint for debris, for instance, for all this, that, Which, and the other. There wasn't, there wasn't a VSC that close to this incident happening. About five or six like, laps were... beforehand, I think. Yeah, but that's, Hamilton that's only it's got close. Like it, yeah, it's not like it just ended. <laughs> no, no, but Hamilton only got close again because of one of the VSC timings. Um, or mm. got within the one second, didn't he, because of one of the VSC timings. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this is just where it obviously just became a bit of a farcical event, wasn't it? Unfortunately. Yeah, completely. So, like, it was it was all good for the drama, but yeah, it was a bit of a joke. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think both drivers can take some responsibility. I don't know if you agree. You, no, I, I'm going to be... I think I might <laughs> surprise you here in saying that I can completely understand why both of them did what they did in that situation. Yeah. But neither of them are innocent, I don't think. Not entirely, no. 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 I think the the thing for me was, obviously, they've just had all these VSCs. Hamilton hasn't been told what's going on yet. For him, and I think a lot... It's very easy to say you wouldn't do this in the same situation, but when you're that focused on what's going on in a race, you do not want to pick up a stupid penalty for overtaking someone under a VSC, because if that happened a VSC... Hamilton had gone past him and then let him back through. Red Bull would have gone full Karen oh, Horner yeah. on the FIA. But it, you can't just make up a VSC. There wasn't a VSC. No, <laughs> but what I'm saying is Hamilton didn't know was Max possible, was going to yeah. slow down there. So surely for him, you're thinking Red Bull haven't but had a mechanical was, failure like... all year. You don't know what he's doing. You don't want to overtake him until you know what's going on. I think the main thing in Hamilton's head was I don't want to overtake him before the DRS detection point. That as well. Yeah, I think once he (laughs) started to work out what was going on, and then, of course, Max Brake checks him. Which, at the time, I didn't think was what happened, but obviously the FIA have confirmed... The FIA have seen the data and everything. Yeah, confirmed that Max then did brake aggressively later on. It wasn't like an intentional, I'm going to take his I don't think that was... Yeah, I think that was, you're overtaking me before the DRS zone. Yeah. Which in itself generates a completely whole new issue, because yeah, how on earth? <laughs> yeah, how on earth are we in a situation now where you can let someone through like this just to be able to retake the position, which he then did twice more anyway? Yeah, a once more, wasn't it? Or twice more, twice. I think. Including oh, he that tried it one. a second time, and then Hamilton yeah. just ran him off, didn't he? <laughs> no, I think he tried it a third time, and Hamilton just ran him off. Oh, maybe only two were in the highlights. I didn't actually yeah, see it. But I think. <laughs> yeah, because... I... Obviously, the FIA think Max is at fault. I think they sort of just gave a penalty for, like, a combination of all the driving standards he had during the race, almost. Yeah, I think, to be honest, I was quite surprised that was a 10-second penalty, I'll be honest, when I saw yeah. it. Obviously, looking at everything they've said, I can understand why. But I think if they're trying to throw the book at him, they've done it in completely the wrong way there. Hmm. I think they've yeah, tried to give him a penalty uncontroversially. It's just not taught him anything. Yeah. When I first saw that clip, actually, like, I saw it, I was following on Twitter and everything, but yeah, after yeah. I saw it, like, the actual clip, like, Verstappen's letting Hamilton through, he's lifting off, it was, like, a solid five seconds of lifting, 
and Hamilton's refusing to go past and then Verstappen breaks and that's when it goes wrong like but like what I, I mean obviously it's all what ifs but say Red Bull did have a mechanical failure and Verstappen was slowing because his gearbox had gone why is Hamilton just sitting behind him that like it's clearly he knows what's going on and knows that he doesn't want to get the DRS but but that's yeah, what I don't think Hamilton had realised for a lot of that what was happening because you think if the car in front of you has got a mechanical failure well, you're, then you're going to overtake him anyway it you've got 30 yeah. seconds to the cars behind if he gets a mechanical guess, failure yeah. you lose 10 seconds you get past him and you win yeah it was like he just, yeah, they both knew what was going on they were both yeah it was very like farcical pretty much yeah <laughs> like I'm, I'm amazed that there was less there wasn't as like how little damage there was to both cars actually yeah yeah like, i thought that was game over for hamilton them. at the time yeah it looked like complete game over it was a big it looked like a big crash but yeah somehow the wing luckily hung for both on. of them they carried on yeah um so like we said though obviously so max obviously breaks him and then just romps off again immediately he's got about a two yeah. second lead doesn't he until he's told by the fi to let hamilton through again does so well, they also give him a penalty which i didn't they like. gave him a penalty after the first one it's, on the highlights it was the as same the point. second one happens again i'm pretty certain maybe they missed one out or something but anyway he he let him through yep and the fi gave and him. then as he was letting him through for jumping the chicane at yep. the first like on lap 36 it was or whatever he gets a penalty for the same thing that he's letting him through for it's like, taken him six laps to made it pretty clear through. They made it pretty clear that it was one or the other. You either let him through or you get a penalty. And then they just give him both. And the thing, the, I think the, the problem was there, wasn't it, was they decided he was getting a penalty because it's taken him 10 minutes to let Lewis yeah, back maybe. pass. <laughs> and they know exactly what he's trying to do with it anyway. He's trying just to let yeah. him pass just to re-jump him. Which, again... And they, he did exactly that. And yeah. they, like sent it at the last quarter and got to the RS and drove off. The only example of recent times <laughs> is Spa away. And I know you've said before, yeah. that penalty was fair for Hamilton. So do you believe Max should have got a 25-second penalty for that incident? Well, I, I believe that I believe a, a, a penalty was fair in Spa 08. I, I there we go. He's, he's changing his, his shoe now. I'm not changing at all. <laughs> I think that at the time, which is 13 years ago, the smallest penalty they could give was a drive-through, which equated to 25 seconds. The rules are different now. It had that happened now, yes, it's a five-second penalty, which is what they gave course then lap 43 hamilton is already now aware of what max is trying to do just over and over so basically just forces him off the road obviously gets a black and white flag because at this point it's just becoming a farcical event and you, you worry what just showing flag you just worry yeah. if he does that max is going to go from like two seconds back and just do something crazy <laughs> don't break <laughs> towards turn one um but then it kind of just obviously obviously I don't know what happened to Max oh yeah you know his tyres died didn't they after that his tyres they tried so, doing like 40 laps on yeah. mediums or something it, so. it kind of saved any like complete last moments carnage between the two of them yeah. to be honest it was probably a blessing that Max's tyres did go off uh, obviously yeah. got the 5 second penalty then was confirmed after the race he got another 10 seconds uh, so he was never going to beat Hamilton then after all that uh, Hamilton then of course just comes home takes the win fastest lap as you would Esteban Ocon and Valtteri Bottas have a brilliant battle right at the end, which of course we don't get to see. I can understand why people were frustrated <laughs> with that, but always remember we watched the lead across the line in the sport. That's just what always yeah. happens. That's literally... And actually, I watched the onboard afterwards. Bottas had some okay racecraft for once, like fair play. I mean, he's the up against quarter. an Alpine. Yeah, he's up against a much He should have been passing lap but... 22. Yeah. <laughs> but the the little switchback in the last quarter I did quite quite like. And yes, yeah. He's done that sort of move before with Stroll, hasn't he? So Yeah. But that was complete slipstream in yeah. Baku seventeen. Bottas crushing young French speaking people's dreams. <laughs> I don't think Stroll speaks French, but I was yeah. reaching there. I'm just doing this to part of my Bottas propaganda before next year. Okay. So this is part of your done. Bottas propaganda lineup, is it? <laughs> but yeah, I mean it was just a frustrating weekend from start to finish, wasn't it? As a fan, it was of the just sport. a bit. Yeah, I mean the neutrals were loved it, but that's the problem, really. They just love a crash. Yeah, so, yeah. Some neutrals. In terms of an actual F one fan, it was a bit of a joke. But yeah, we move. Abu Dhabi should be better because it's not a street track. Should it though? Well, you'd hope so. It would be more normal. You think? I'm not convinced. I'll be honest. Yeah, I know I've said it before in recent weeks, but I'm 
I think the problem is what needs to happen. I know I tweeted this out last night. Michael Massey, first of all, needs to regain some control over the sport he's meant to sort out. <laughs> Second of all, of. <laughs> he needs to go to both Lewis and Max this week, whether it's together or by themselves, and go look. If there's contact between you two in the final race, we are more than happy to either offer a points deduction or a straight out disqualification from the championship. It would be that, yeah. They can't just make up rules like they're going to disqualify. I think if they make if it, it clear beforehand, I think they've got they're within their rights. I don't think they're within their rights to deduct points as myself, but they are within their rights to qualify from championships. That was because of a fight like a new team. Oh no, it wasn't. No, that was like four years yeah, ago, Jamie. That was like four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We I were guess, there that I weekend, guess, actually. Yeah, yeah, I was. We both were. The the first ever race of what was it? Fourth India Racing Point, or the other way around? Yeah, Racing Point. Second row lockout. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it it wouldn't surprise me if something bad happens. I mean, what I'm actually expecting is a huge anticlimax um, because it is Formula One, not Hollywood. Oh, I I really don't. I, the thing is, I'm I'm expecting, and again, part of this is probably you know optimism from my side. I'm expecting Mercedes to have a quicker car. Final race yeah, weekend. I'm of expecting the year. that as well. <laughs> but I'm also expecting Max to do just about anything he can. Yeah. And whether we said that's within the, the podcast. Or not. We said this. Like Mercedes have a global brand to protect. Yes. Whereas yeah. Red Bull have always their global brand is sort of pushing the limits and being that. Red Bull was almost. originally like their whole marketing back when they first started because they got banned from Germany very quickly was just a <laughs> no genuinely obviously their their marketing back in like the late eighties was just about being like a renegade and all this that and the other being yeah. a rule breaker. Like, so it kind of suits their role very well that they have to push the boundaries of the rules yeah <laughs> so if i think what i said to matt before like if mercedes or hamilton sorry is ahead of verstappen in qualifying and has a quicker car verstappen will try whatever he can to win i feel like if we get a weekend like austria where the red bull is just way quicker i think mercedes would just have to accept that obviously try everything they can with strategy and stuff yeah but it's not like hamilton's gonna torpedo no no i don't think let's anyway. be fair so. we when we talk about points like deductions and disqualifications really we both mean max don't we yeah it's not within <laughs> hamilton's nature I don't, to i like to think he's got the, the crumb of respect for the sport and for himself that he wouldn't just do that but you don't know do you no. he, do, he never he doesn't feel you with confidence that way does he ethically no. but again this isn't this is a problem with the whole way Max has been brought up through the ranks, though, isn't it? Yeah, you can blame Yoss, I think. <laughs> you blame Yoss, and you blame Red Bull. Like, sometimes yeah. you look at some of the stuff they say, it's dangerous, the they sort of like ideology. It's so it's bad. genuinely worrying at times. Yeah. Like, them talking... Like, Christian Horner last night saying Hamilton does exactly what Max does. You're like, no, he doesn't. Where are you <laughs> getting this idea from? Yeah, maybe he did 15 years ago. <laughs> the, the, Mac, the Christian Horner must only think Hamilton drove in Formula 1 in like 2011 and raced an entire field of Felipe Massas. <laughs> like that, I can admit, was Hamilton's dark age in Formula 1, wasn't it? Yeah. It's the only season he's been beaten by a teammate, isn't fun. it? Oh, and 16, of course. No. Yeah. But, yeah, that's, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's, it's just okay. worrying, isn't it, at times? And I know, obviously, I've said it earlier on today... I just worry that at some point Max will either seriously hurt himself or someone else. Yeah. Like, again... And I feel like the FIA have no bottle, so up until that happens, they won't do anything. No, no, exactly. The FIA tend so. to react rather than act on too many things yeah. as well. But, yeah, I mean, Jeddah as a track, though, was... It was fun, but it was yeah. horrific at the same time. But part of that was <laughs> due to the nature of the front runners being the way they were. No, I think it was, even in the F2, it was better than we thought it would be. F2 like, is always carnage, though. F2 is always, yeah. yeah like you, what you, what but, you should, probably should do is just not race F2 here. It's probably the more sensible yeah. thing. But really, I mean, the only yeah. sort of crash by itself was Mick. A couple of other people had spins yeah. and things, didn't they? But, and then yeah. the, the other crash a, was just the caught by the top just, two being... I hate to agree with Twitter stands, but 
what they were saying pre-weekend, it does it does open itself up to a lot of bad crashes. Potentially, <laughs> Like, the yeah. Perez one could could have been way worse, like, when he was sideways against the track. But it's a pretty low-speed part of the worse. circuit. Yeah, but still, there's, like, tyre smoke everywhere. Yeah. Side on, like, anything could happen. And I think bad, that but... you, you probably need to reprofile yeah. <laughs> some of the corners, wouldn't you? I think. Yeah. Just to make it a bit better. But... But it was amazing to watch. Like, Quali was so high. Quali like, was genuinely. brilliant to watch right until the yeah. very end. Even those final the camera runs angles were, were brilliant. Class. Yeah, the camera work this weekend was brilliant. And this is something that Liberty have yeah. really focused on in the past, isn't it? Of They've mm. really focused on trying to make the cars look dramatic as well. Like, mm. The way they position well, the yeah. cameras and the microphones. Like, F1's like just that. so marketable now, like, compared to 2017, 16 yeah. time. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess the nature of the championship has helped a lot because it's been very easy to get behind yeah this season has been <laughs> liberty media's wettest of dreams yeah. but still yeah. yeah i mean one more race to go i just hope with all the hype we've had all year it doesn't just become stupid i mean it got what pretty stupid this weekend <laughs> it was very stupid yes but i i i think this time last week even before sunday i was going to be really upset if Hamilton won the title I feel like now because of the way Max is driven I'm like he can kind of blame himself if he does if he loses it now yeah up until that point I was putting it on luck because yeah Hungary and Baku but can I ask you one thing as well then Jamie okay we said after Brazil about Max Verstappen obviously again talking about how he's not feeling the pressure and you were very much with him at the time saying you genuinely don't believe he did (laughs) No, now, <laughs> I, I at the time said I think he's talking about it a bit too much for it to be believable. Yeah. Are you? No, are... I think up until up until turn twenty seven of Q three, I was very much of that opinion. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll take the L on that one. Maybe he is. But I'm not. But I'm not trying to say like you were wrong or anything. But do you genuinely just don't believe that's the case anymore? That he is actually feeling the pressure, and we're starting to see cracks. In what has been no, I think I was, the I was wrong. Max Verstappen. I, I think they they knew, or they could tell. At that point, I was like, he was probably quite high in confidence before the weekend. Yes, yeah. Obviously, Hamilton had the penalty, got disqualified from quali and everything. It's like, oh, one more. Basically, at that point, it was beat Hamilton once in the last four races. Yeah, and it's and it's done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and at that point, yeah, he's really confident. Nothing, no pressure. Like just beat him once. That's easy when Hamilton's starting last, surely. Obviously, we know what happened. <laughs> like, yeah, and I yeah. think this. But is... now, obviously, it's come down to the last race, and it's exactly what Liberty want with tied on points. It's ridiculous. It's yeah, so the, the second time ever in Formula <laughs> One. Only, only yeah. the other time is nineteen seventy four between Emerson Fittipaldi and Claire Egazzoni. I'm surprised I've no one talks about nineteen seventy four because that's pretty rare. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah. I mean, again, uh, part of that is obviously the fact that. Hamilton has been good throughout a lot of the year, but like we've seen before, he comes back after the summer break, he gets pushed into a corner, and he just comes back kicking like nothing Yeah, else. and I'm surprised we've seen since, well, maybe the whole Turbo Hybrid, really, definitely since 2017, like Red Bull tend to come on improve their car a lot at the year. end, yeah. and they sort of just haven't. I mean, I guess they won, just happened one, two in a row at Mexico and USA, which was pretty good. But then since then, they've, really dropped the boil they feel like they've not been they've not been the strongest in any of the races really i think that's partly down to again i read it i can't remember if we mentioned this last week but i read a really interesting article online talking about bottas between i think it was turkey kota and was there a race between them russia or was that before turkey russia was before turkey how a lot of people reckon they ran the spicy engine there on Bottas's car in those three Grand Prix because Mercedes yeah, now have basically done exactly the same thing with Hamilton late on in the year. Yeah, because they kept giving Bottas engine penalties and they yes, might yeah. they were trying out trying, trying out. out this OP engine. <laughs> yes, yeah. And I think again, it's just that difference between Mercedes are here and they wrap up championship after championship after championship. Yeah. Red Bull have done it before, don't get me wrong, 
when they've had the fastest car generally. But they've. Had, <laughs> but the then again, Mercedes car. have had the fastest car in yeah, a lot Mercedes of situations. Yeah, the same situation. Yeah. Red Bull have had the fastest car in arguably all four seasons. That are 2010 definitely, 2011 definitely, 2013 definitely. Yeah. 2012, 2012 for most of the year. Definitely the most well-rounded car. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you can argue obviously McLaren had the fastest car that year, but it was useless. A bag of spanners. Yeah, could do like three laps at a time. Yeah, but you just can't help but feel like it's like a game of chess, isn't it? And you can't help but feel like Red Bull and Red Bull might be sat on one side of the table feeling all confident because they can see four moves ahead, and Mercedes is just sat there quietly looking across them like six moves ahead of the game, sort of thing. Yeah, <laughs> I just feel at the moment. But yeah, I feel like Hamilton's probably the favourite going to last race. I feel is, like if it was going to be a say. clean race, Hamilton, yeah, definitely the favourite. But I just have no optimism that that's going to be what happens. <laughs> It'll be interesting one way or the <laughs> Yeah, I just pray it's for the right reasons. But for the final time then, Jamie, in 2021, I never thought we'd get to this point. Mm. Top three <laughs> predictions for Abu Dhabi. See, I absolutely... I mean, we haven't if there was actually anything on the line and this mattered, I would say what will likely happen, which is probably Ham Hamilton, Verstappen, and then whoever's third. <laughs> but because, yeah, I want it to happen. I'm going to say Verstappen's going to win. <laughs> so, I mean, it would be funny if they're just both out and it's like Perez, Bottas, Leclerc or something. But I'll go Verstappen, Hamilton, Bottas. Verstappen, Hamilton, Bottas, eh? Yeah. Oh, God, it's, it's genuinely like now. I know I've like been cool throughout a lot of the season, but like genuinely this week is going to be <laughs> like... Stressful. Stress, <laughs> like squeaky bum time all week, isn't it? Mm. Um, Hamilton, Bottas, Charles Leclerc. Wow, you're going all out at the DNF. <laughs> I think Max is going to try something and then it's going to backfire. How would he end up out without Hamilton is what I don't get, because that's quite easy to get you both out. Um, Silverstone? You, do a, you hit the wrong part of him, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> we'll or, or I reckon Max is going to get disqualified. What, from the race and the championship? Just from the race. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know at this point, Jamie. I don't know. Yeah. Too stressful. Let's just end the podcast. Honestly, I don't want to think about it until Sunday. Like, it's so stressful at this point. And, like, again. This podcast will be spicy. One of us will just be winding up the other one one way. It's going to be, yeah, next week is just going to (laughs) be horrendous but make sure you're there for that (laughs) let us know down in the comments below whether you believe it's going to be Max Verstappen or Lewis Hamilton that takes home the crown at the end of this campaign but I know I've said it recently as well a massive thank you for all the continued support you know on the podcast Jamie it's been wonderful having you along for the ride throughout the entirety of this year oh I know yeah I just want to say a massive thank you as well for all the continued support. Um, we're almost at 25,000 subscribers now out of nowhere. Uh, you, you guys are just insane. Uh, so, yeah, thank you all for all the continued love and support. Jamie and I have got a lot of stuff planned over the winter break as well and obviously heading in towards the new year. So there definitely, definitely is going to be a lot more content from us. Formula One is not going away. And I'm sure no matter what happens in the final race of the year, there's going to be plenty to talk about on the off-season. But, <laughs> Jamie, anything to add? Good luck, Matt. Yeah, but best of luck, mate. I think may, may the best man win <laughs> in the final race and of the let year. Let that be Verstappen. Well, let let's let's wait and see. <laughs> let's wait and see. Again, you can't argue neither of them don't deserve it. Like many oh, yeah, people on absolutely. Twitter will try to, but yeah. Thank you all so much for watching. We'll be back next week for Abu Dhabi. My heart rate's getting up already now. You can tell. <laughs> F F one is just a horrible horrible drug uh but yeah we will see you all next weekend where we review whatever happens in the abu dhabi grand prix 